Wolfpack Nation. This is Scott Woods, One Man Wolfpack. We have a very, very special guest today, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, a guy I wish I would have played with. He was redshirting my senior year. We really could have used him. Uh, he averaged 11.7 points a game, three rebounds a game. He's ninth. This is a big one. Ninth all-time in NC State history, and he was only here for two years in three-point shooting. Uh, 266 career three-pointers made that was him at LSU and NC State, uh, a great overall guy, uh, someone that I've gotten close to, even though, you know, we didn't necessarily play a, a season together, uh, Ralston Turner. What's up, man? I'm glad to be here. You know, I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Well, I, I, you know, you're, you're the first person that I've had on twice. That's twice. special. That's, yeah. that's special. Uh, <laughs> that's special, man. So before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So because it's Ralston's second time, we've, we've gone through a lot of the questions, you know, about him, what he's doing now. So now we're going to focus um, more on this team. So we've gotten some questions from Alex, as you can see, who, who's our editor, uh, she currently goes to NC State, so she'll she'll have some questions for us, some questions that we've got from Twitter and some fans. So we'll just go over these questions, bounce them off, kind of get some ideas and some feels for uh, this NC State basketball team. So, Alex, go ahead and, and, and get us started. So far early in the season, what are some good positive and negatives you've learned from the team? I'll let you take it first, Ralston. You're the guest. All right. I, I appreciate that. Um, so I would say the positives that I've seen early this year is number one. Um, and I think you can agree with this. I mean, they play their tails off. Yep. So you, you, you always know what you're going to get with them when you come out there because they're going to play their tails off. Uh, they're going to defend, they're going to get into the ball. Um, so that to me has been the positive um, just from an overall standpoint. Um, you know, I, I think the only, negative that I've seen was I mean it's like the most obvious negative that probably everyone else is thinking about and that's you know just our inside presence with Manny Bates yeah uh, he's not there anymore and uh, I was actually at the first game when he went out and uh, I knew right away uh, that that was going to be a major blow to this team it's not necessarily to say that you know it's not anything that they can't overcome but I mean we all know uh, it's a lot easier when you got big fella back there protecting the rim so uh, I, I think really for me, that's just the, the most, you know, eye glaring negative is, uh, you know, what is it going to look like, you know, in terms of the anchor of that defense with Manny gone? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. So I think one of the, the real positives for me is, is guard play. I feel like they have a legit, you know, six, seven guys um, that are guards that can, that can get on the court and, and, and legit legitimately get some minutes. And then, Obviously, the one glaring thing that, I mean, everybody can agree on is just who's going to rebound the basketball. Uh, I think uh, Ebenezer last game had one rebound. Um, 
10 points and one rebound. So uh, with Manny being out, you got, you gotta, you gotta find a way to rebound the ball. I think, uh, you know, when we were playing, uh, I think Bobby Lutz called it gang rebound. So yep, yep. that's one of the things that the guards this year, they're really going to have to do with Manny being out. Obviously everybody's going to look to the bigs and be like, okay, they got to rebound more, but at the same time, the guards got to come in and collapse and really kind of clean some things up to take some pressure off those bigs. Right. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. With Manny out, how do you think Jalen and Ebenezer have fared so far? Uh, so, so far, um, I mean, I think they've done a pretty good job. I mean, I, I think they've done as, as well as they can. You know, obviously, I don't believe you can, uh, you know, they're not many baits and, you know, they can't necessarily replace many baits, but they can do it by committee. So, um, you know, I've watched a few games this year uh, and I know, you know, I'll just use for example, the Bucknell game. Um, they had a guy inside, you know, pretty, pretty stout guy. Um, you know, and, and for a while there, especially in the first half, he gave us some problems. And then obviously the Oklahoma State game, you know, you've got a guy uh, inside uh, who, you know, kind of gave us some problems there. So um, I think they've done okay up to this point. Uh, but, you know, most definitely uh, we're going to have to figure out a way when we go against especially bigger bigs, uh, heavier bigs, um, you know, we're going to have to get that one figured out. Yeah, and I think, uh, again, I mean, I'm probably going to reiterate all the things you pretty much say. It's it's going to be by committee. I don't think, you know, Ebenezer, Jalen, it's it's going to have to be all on on one person. And they're not going to replace, you know, an all-defensive team, a guy that's going to end up leading, you know, NC State all-time in career blocks. Uh, one of the really, really good bigs that, that has come through this, you know, university. So it's just one of those things that they're going to have to do it together. And obviously – it's still early in the season and I know fans and other people are going to want them to move a little bit quicker, but I think you have seen the growth you've, you've seen in just the little games, them continue to get better. And this is one of the things too, that I didn't really, um, especially the last game, I think it was Louisiana tech where the, the big guy ended up having yep. had 36 and 18. Yep. So my question is to you, I, and I don't know if I've seen coach Keats do this a lot at some point, are you going to have to send them help? Are you going to have to double team? I mean, are you going to, you know, there's many ways you can do it. You can double team off the first pass. You can double team off the worst shooter. So is that one of the things that you'd maybe like to see them try and do just to kind of give them a little bit of help? So the answer to that question is I've actually had the same thought at one point or another watching the game. Uh, but it also depends on, you know, who we're playing. I mean, yeah. you know, in some ways you might have a big that, um, you know, maybe he can get some buckets, but he can't win the game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So in that case, you yeah. don't want to overextend yourself, uh, get too caught up. And then what happens is you ended up leaving guys open uh, that don't need to be open. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, I, and again, you know, watching some of these games, you know, you've, you've seen some of the opposing team's big guy where he gets it and he's been able to take multiple dribbles and just kind of put his shoulder into their chest so he can get to the basket, right? So... I think, you know, depending on who it is, um, I would probably go with trying to trying to double team um, because, I mean, something that we're probably not talking about enough right now is, you know, even without many, you let big guys keep putting their shoulder in your chest and backing you down. What does that create? That creates foul trouble. 
Yeah. Uh, so now you're basically playing with only one of the bigs. So, yep. um, you know, even just to manage foul trouble, you may just want to say, all right, we don't want to put you in a situation where you have to keep banging up against him. You know what I'm saying? We want to, if they throw it in the post, you know, we're going to come early and try to get them to throw the ball out and then we'll just rotate from there. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, that's a good point. A lot of it is, it's that, that KYP, know your personnel, who, who are we doubling off of? Uh, you know, there's certain people we don't want to double off of, and there are certain people, you know, you want to take that shot and leave them open. So it does, it's, it solely depends on who you're playing that night. I mean, if you have an elite big, I think they're going to have to send different types of defenses at them, whether, you know, they mix up a zone or, you know, a, a double team, something like that, they'll, they'll definitely have to mix it up. So that's one of the things that I, especially last game, I kind of thought about was just to kind of take the pressure off those bigs. Right. With some strong guard play, how do you think that has helped State with Manny Bates out? Well, I think that's how they're going to have to do it, right? I mean, um, especially with Manny being gone. I mean, um, the guards are going to have to step up. Uh, you know, obviously you've got, Cam Hayes, you've got Sebron, you've got Baby T, um, even Casey Morsell. You know, I've actually been really impressed with that group. Yeah. Um, I feel like they've all been really solid. Uh, you know, I feel even – I can't leave Jericho Helms. I know he plays, you know, give or take the four, sometimes three. The kid's a guard. I don't care. He might he might play a four for State, but he's a guard. We're going to be – Yeah, playing. okay. So, I'm going to throw him in that too. Like, <laughs> I like the collection of guards that they have. Uh, and I think right now is a prime opportunity, you know, for them to really step up and kind of lead the charge because honestly, they're going to have to, you know, most of yeah. the scoring is going to have to come from the guard position. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things too, is the one thing everybody's thinking, you know, the defensive side, we don't have a shot blocker and we don't have a rebounder. But one of the things too, is, I mean, he's going to get you 10, 11, 12 points a game. I mean, that's a consistent, he's going to get an offensive rebound. He's going to get a putback. All he needs is three of those to get six points. You got to assume he's going to get fouled twice. That's two or three free throws there. He's got nine points. That's, that's one of those consistencies that now you're missing. So you got to find a way to fill that, you know, that what those points that you're missing. And I think with the guards, especially, they just got to be aggressive and they just got to have that consistency each night. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, one of the nice parts about, you know, art, like, the team I was playing on, and I'm sure it was the same for you. Obviously, you had TJ when he started to explode a little bit more, but we had a bunch of guys averaging double figures. Right. It's hard to guard a bunch of guys with double figures. I mean, you're right. looking at a scouting report, and you see four or five guys that can legit get, you know, 15 to 20 in a night. It's hard to guard. So it's just one of those things that I think they're just going to, like we mentioned it, gang rebound, help them on the defensive end. I know, you know, Coach Keats likes to, to press and really pressure. Maybe we pack it in a little bit more, understand who we're guarding, close it out to the shooter still, uh, and just kind of help that way. It's just one of the things that uh, – this is one of the, the the guard group, the core, that I've really kind of enjoyed. It's, it, it, they're a little bit younger, but, you know, they they mix in some really good sophomore guards there with Sebron and Cam Hayes. We throw Jericho in there, a little bit upperclassmen, so – They'll, uh, and then the freshmen will just kind of figure it out as they go. So yep, yep. Um, that's one of the things that I've really, you know, kind of enjoyed to see is, is the guard play out of this. With Sebron averaging 18 and 10, how do you think he prepared this offseason to get off to such a great start? You know what, Scott? Um, 
my initial impressions about him, I mean, obviously I know that they get in there and they work and, um, you know, he's working on his body, you know, he's yeah. working on his game. But the thing that sticks out to me the most is his confidence. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, last year, I know, especially as, you know, conference play started to go on, you know, his role started to increase. And it seems like now he's just comfortable, man. Like, yeah, you know, he knows what he is. He knows what his strengths are. I mean, getting it off the rim, taking it coast to coast. I mean, so I was at practice, maybe this is before the pandemic. So this was the year I think maybe he didn't get to play. He sat out. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing him and, and I was just impressed because I felt like, you know, his combination of size and athleticism, you know, and at the guard position, I mean, geez. Like, you're starting to see some of those things now or some of the same thoughts that I had then. I mean, he is a problem. And yeah. I didn't know he was that fast. Um, but, you know, I've been really impressed with him. I think just the most eye-glaring thing for me has just been his confidence, man. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things where he's he's kind of a dog. You know, he just – he works really hard. That's one of the things, you know – me and you would appreciate we may not be you know the most athletically gifted but he puts in the time he works at it um and that's one of the things that just stood out to me it's 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 very similar to what you said it's just you know Devin Daniels is gone he knows he's got to step up and get those minutes you know even though you know he's a redshirt sophomore they're still looking to him as you know one of those guys that is, is in a leadership role especially with Manny Bates out now so just one of those things where he's, you know, he knows that he's got to bring it every night. And one of the things that's really impressed me is, you know, when Cam Hayes leaves the floor, guess who's playing point guard? Yep. Yep. See, <laughs> Ron is playing. You got a six, seven guy bringing the ball to court, you know, flashes of, you know, Julius Hodge yep. uh, bringing the ball up to court. So it's just one of those things is that he put that work in the offseason. I mean, we've all kind of gone through it. You know, you got things you want to work on and I'm sure he did as well. I mean, last game we got a three out of him, which is, which is what I like to see a little bit more. So it's, it's like I said, like you kind of said, if he just keeps growing that confidence, he's going to get more and more comfortable. And I expect him to stay, you know, right at that 18 and 10 mark because he just mm -hmm. he works at it. So I'm impressed. Very impressed. <laughs> Have you seen any style changes offensively or defensively this year, especially now with Manny Bates out? Scott, I know we kind of hit on this just earlier a little bit, but for me, I mean, I very much think they, on offense, you know, I, you, you see a lot of the same things. Um, yeah. You know, they spread the court out. Um, obviously, they love to attack. Uh, I love their double ball screen action that they get, you know, when they reverse it to the second side. Yeah. Um, gives guys great opportunities to turn the corner and get into the lane. But I think, you know, what has been good to see from this team is out of that offense, um, you know, in years previous, it, it may have been one or two guys that's going to make most of the plays, yeah. but it could be any of them now. Like it could literally be any of them, you know, Marcel might have it going. Cam might have it going. Oh man, Sebron's going to have it going. Um, Hellums out there have it going. Uh, he's even setting the ball screen, popping, you know, knocking it down. Yeah. So, um, you know, from the offensive standpoint, I, I feel like, if anything, you know, they're just getting contributions from more people. Uh, I think defensively, um, obviously, and, you know, I was thinking about this when they were playing Colgate, maybe. Um, 
So when you've got Manny back there and you know he's back there, obviously they already play hard and they get into the ball. But just imagine what that defense would look like when they're like, all right, we know we got Manny back there. We're really fixing to crawl up into you. And if you get by us, you know, good luck. Yeah. Um, So that's just something that it was an observation for me, especially. I don't know why uh, so much the Colgate game, but um, that's just what I've seen. Yeah, well, that's – I mean, even off that, they're – it's one of the things I know Coach Keatsy wants to get up in you. You know, he wants to apply that full court pressure. But I think for this team to really be successful, and I mean, a couple of times on their press, they've given up some really, really easy ones. Yep. That That's going to translate to, you know, you know, Manny Bates isn't back there anymore. So maybe this press turns into more, you know, a 2-2-1, not necessarily a trap, but just to get the the game to slow down a little bit. But going back to the question, I think – you know, one of the things, too, is the guard play. So you got a bunch of guys that can score. And, you know, I told Cam Hayes this when he was on the podcast with me as well. Just having guys move. Be difficult to guard. When you're standing in place, it's easy to guard. Obviously, we've all we've come accustomed to seeing, you know, high pick and roll, side pick and roll. Uh, we've always seen the Iverson cut. They still run that little Iverson cut into, you know, that double drag action. We've seen that. But now they've kind of added that little UCLA cut, which is, you know, that little rip screen, whatever you see, like that rip screen, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, they're getting Jericho through to the corner, you know, big man's coming up, setting a, a, a high pick and roll or on the wing. Uh, so, I mean, they are moving it a little bit more. I mean, obviously I think coach Keats is going to continue to run a lot of ball screen. I think that's just today's game. That's how they do it. But there's also ways that you can run pick and roll and give yourself the most, you know, chances to be successful with that movement on, you know, the weak side, setting a flare screen, just moving and making the defense think about you. So that is, uh, that's definitely one of the things that I've noticed. And I think once ACC season starts, uh, uh, I mean, I, I've kind of got in, uh, kind of got into looking at the schedule a little bit. And I think in December they play, they got Nebraska. So this release on Thursday. So they had art, they'll play Nebraska tomorrow, Wednesday. Uh, they got Louisville Purdue, who's the number two team in the nation, which they have arguably, you know, a seven three dude, which could be the best big man in the nation. Dude, so that'll be they're large every year. They're huge. <laughs> they they grow them different up in Indiana. That's Jeez. why. Uh, and then they got Louisville. So I mean, they don't have an easy December. So I'm really interested to see once they get you know into some of these really really big games, into the ACC play. You know, what are they going to do? Well, right. they're going to have to change some things up, I think, for sure, because the more talented teams you play, I don't think you'll be able to get away with a lot of the things that, you know, they've necessarily done early on. You know, the freshmen are going to continue to learn, yada, yada, yada. But that's one of the things I'm really interested to see is because once we kind of get in that schedule, you know, are we going to start to see maybe a little bit more double team, a little bit more sit back, KYP, know your personnel, close out hard to the shooters, kind of pack the paint a little bit more to give those bigs a little bit of help. So, that's one of the things that I'm kind of interested in, um, especially, you know, I'm interested in this Purdue game. I think that'll be. Oh, yeah. That'll be one of those where I'm sending five guys. I'm sending five. <laughs> just, just make this big guy pass it and hope he throws a turnover. Yeah, man. That'll be a tall task, literally. Yeah. Um, but yep. that'll so, be a good one early. Yeah, at least it's at least it's in New York and it's not, you know, at Purdue. Because that would yeah. be. Yeah, we actually played at Purdue, too. I'm sure you've been there as an Indiana kid. I mean. Yeah. That's an unbelievable atmosphere to play in, too. So, yeah, uh, I'm glad we got them in a neutral site, too. 
Mackey's a good place. I've been to a, a couple games there, and when I got recruited, I was able to go to a few games there. But they, they do. They, they, they pack the crowd, and especially this year with, uh, with them being really good. I mean, they're a national championship contender. They're gonna, they're gonna really have uh, that place rocking. For state to find success this season and make the tournament, what will they have to improve on? This is a good question. Maybe think- the most important. So I think a combination of everything that's been said here, right? And I think especially in the last question, Scott, you basically kind of answered that question already. Um, you know, what are they going to have to do to find success and honestly make a run, you know, deep into the season? And that is now as we start to get into better competition, we're going to have to change some things up, you know, particularly defensively, uh, because now we'll see some bigs that, you know, if you don't bring some help, um, they're going to make you pay. You know, that's just the, the, the level of competition has gone up. But also, um, you know, we've got to do a, a, a good job of. So on offense, you know, like you mentioned with the movement, um, you know, they're going to be facing some guards now that they can they can guard the ball. They can stay in front of the ball. So yeah. um, how are we going to get into the paint? You know, how are we going to. Uh, how are we going to make these plays? Um, you know, right now, you know, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but, you know, it's not like we blow the door down with three-point shooting, right? Yeah. You know, we, we've got a bunch of guys that, you know, get in the lane, make plays. They can they can make open shots, sure. Um, but I think in order for us to make a deep run, and I'm not just talking about the defensive stuff of Manny being out and us having to, you know, come together as a team and, um, you know, collectively, as you said, rebound and, and, and get stopped, you know, just more so offensively. Uh, you can you can go as far as your guards will take you. You know, you've got four guards this year um, that all bring something to the table. So it's just a matter of how can you get the most out of all of them all the time? You know, it can't be Cam Hayes and then one night it's not Cam Hayes and it's one other guy. Like, how can you get three or four of you on the same page all the time? Yeah, well, I think too, uh, getting out and transit transition a little bit more, you know, obviously that starts with, you have to get a stop. Like that's, that's one of the things that, you know, I've been critical of, of, you know, NC state, especially in the past is when they don't get stops, they can't run, they can't push the ball. And on the contrary, if you don't get baskets, you can't set up your press. So I feel like, you know, coach Keats is kind of in behind the eight ball because at times they cannot score. So they can't set up that press to turn guys over, you know, and on the same end of it, if you're walking the ball up the court all the time because they're getting easy baskets, now you're running your half court. And I don't think that's where NC State is at their best. I think they're at their best when they're running. So I guess I got an, another question just kind of on that. So, you know, obviously we've talked about with Manny Bates out. So we've talked about possibly packing it in because you don't have that shot blocker back there. So for this team to have success, maybe Coach Keats is thinking on the other end, I got a lot of guard play. I'm just going to press the, the heck out of them, try and turn guys over. Is that something you would also be thinking? I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily the right answer, but that's something with him, when he's got seven guys on the bench that could do that, that's something he may also be thinking. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but early in the year in one of his press conferences, one of the things he said is his team, he's got some depth this year, right? Yep. Yeah. And obviously, you know, a long ACC season, I mean, that's a weapon if you've got depth. Yeah. So I believe – you know, like you said, and I believe two things can be true. 
it could be true that he uses utilizes all those guards and he just tries to create chaos you know yeah. and he just keeps bringing them out like we got to play fast and we got to generate turnovers because we're not the largest team uh so we've got to manufacture uh some easy buckets or you can say he tightens up his rotation and they start packing it in a little more yeah um, i think he knows I think Coach Keats knows, you know, the answer or he knows his group of guys better because he's yeah. with them every day. So um, I imagine early on, this is just a guess, I imagine that he's going to come out and he's going to try to pressure the heck out of folks. Yeah. Because honestly, why would you change it if you, like, you should at least give it a chance, right? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I so, agree. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of stay on this. So this is one of the things that I've, I've, I've kind of been four. Cam Hayes at the one, Baby T at the two, Casey Marcel at the three, Sebron at the four, and Jericho Helms at the five. Switch everything, double team the big. In that case, if they're going to play like that, I like it. It's got to be almost like Houston was a couple years ago. Yep. You know, the small ball. Um, that'll be a really tough lineup for the opposing team to defend. Well, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about how I can create a mass mismatch on the offensive end because it's going to be very, very hard to guard. Obviously, the defensive end, you may take your lumps. I don't know if you can necessarily get away with this, you know, when you're playing a, a Purdue with a, a legitimate big or a Carolina that's got, you know, a legitimate big. Uh, you know, Duke got a legitimate big. So I don't think you can get away with this all the time. But if, you know, if I'm playing a team and I'm looking across the way and I'm like, they don't really have a back to the basket guy that's going to hurt us. That's where I may, you know, go to this little small ball lineup and, you know, switch everything, be aggressive and just be dogs and gang rebound. Um, and it's one of the things I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing it. Cause I think Jericho, we've seen him do it. I, I remember last year we played Carolina and they were, they played the two big lineups and he was guarding the big, I mean, he, he's capable and we were not sending any help. And then right. you got Sebron, who's six seven. Yep. You know, I mean, he's not overly big. You know, he can hold his own. Exactly. He, he plays hard. You know what you're gonna get. And Casey Marcel's the same way. He's tough. He's gritty. He plays hard. I just feel like you know, it's something that I would look at. That's for sure. So I like it. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's just me thinking about. <laughs> I, would, I would love to see it. So if Coach Keats happens to see it, give it a chance. Maybe, hey, maybe, you, yeah. Maybe against Nebraska. If we can get up 30 tomorrow against Nebraska, you can throw it out there and just give it a look. So, all right. So now we're going to the next segment. So this is, we got this called the starting five. So five questions. Everybody gets this that comes on. Need a local real estate agent? As we all know, real estate market is crazy right now. Maybe you have questions or maybe you just need an honest opinion from a trusted real estate professional to ensure your best interest is protected. Whether you're buying, selling, or investing, Call Refivey with Dogwood Properties. For a seamless home buying or selling experience, give Refivey a call. Special to our audience, if you are considering the possibility of buying or selling a home, call Reef on his personal sell, whether you're a buyer, seller, or investor, for free consultation. His number is 919-995-3111. Again, it's 919-995-3111. He's a state grad, big NC State fan, good friend of mine. He's one of the best in the triangle. Please, if you guys need any real estate advice, anything, give him a call. So starting five, first question. Dinner with any two people, dead or alive, who would you choose? Mm. Woo. 
Uh, Muhammad Ali. Okay, that's a good one. And shoot. Um, I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. That's good. Old Gary, Indiana guy. All right, so now... <laughs> You, you've had this you've had this question before so you, you can give the same answer you cannot get the same we, we can go back to our archives and find what you said before where are you taking them on or near campus anywhere you anywhere you want to eat on or near campus your go-to spot you're going to take muhammad ali and michael jackson so on the last time i was with you i said Emilio's. all right and I'm, that still holds true Emilio's is always, great it's, you know, it's hands down, a, uh, hands down, the most popular choice that we've had on this on this podcast so far. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm not abandoning it, but to to if I, if for some reason the medios was closed, um, I'll probably take them to Sammy's. Sammy's is a good one. Sammy's, I haven't had as many Sammy's as I expected. I feel like Sammy's was a was a big spot, especially when I was there. I mean, it still is now. Some wings. Yeah, wings. They got those little queso fries and those gravy fries. <laughs> they got some good stuff there. So the most memorable NC State moment that you had. Dude, beating LSU. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, from going there for two years and then all of a sudden, you know, my last year at State, we make the tournament and uh, we play them. Uh, that's definitely not the way you want to uh, – in your college career while yeah the, you know basically the, the girlfriend that you dumped yeah um and then the way it happened and bj throwing up the hook shot yeah like that's hands down my best moment on the basketball team at nc state well i could i could only imagine especially after the transfer now did you have did you have is johnny is it johnny jones yep was he there while you were there oh so johnny jones came in uh while i was leaving so Okay. All right. So you didn't actually play for him. I didn't I, actually play. We for just him. beat him the other day too. So we, we might've gave him <laughs> double dose, but you, you weren't there. So next question, who at the end of the season will be the MVP for this team? Mm. Mm. Sebron. I'm going to hold Sebron. true to it. All right. Well, I said, I said at the beginning of the year, I, I went a dark horse. I said, Casey Marcel, MVP, and then my my dark horse was Cam Hayes. I thought for this team to really, really be successful, that's that's where it needed to be. Um, and that was prior to Manny being out. But I think now looking at it, I think Seabron is going to be the right choice. Uh, all right, so the best advice you've ever received, and by who? Ooh, actually, I'll tell you something that I heard just probably yesterday uh, that has I wrote it down. Uh, in order to get, everyone wants to get to the mountaintop, but you got to sow in the valley. So heard that from a guy named True Pettigrew. All right. Well, it's, I, I'm impressed that it just happened the other day and I asked you that question, honestly. Yeah, fresh on my mind, man. I wrote That's it down. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, this is it, guys. I appreciate all of Wolfpack Nation, everybody supporting us. I appreciate Alex coming on, helping us with the questions. Ralston, as always. It's good to see you. We'll get out and play golf soon, I'm sure. Uh, obviously, we got the Nebraska game coming up. I think there's one game in between the Purdue game. Then we got Louisville. So we got a tough December coming up. Hopefully, the NC State can play well. We'll be back next week. Uh, Ralston, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it as always. As always, man. I appreciate you having me.
All right. Thank you. So anybody, please like, follow, subscribe, Field of 68 Network. You can get these on Spotify, podcasts, all that stuff. Go Pack. Go Pack.